Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. While it may feel good to get your kids the stuff and the things they want, one of the greatest gifts you can give your children is confidence. What are the ways that parents can instill high self-esteem in their young ones? And what are the reasons that this is so important? I'm Laura Christofferson-Selnar, a licensed clinical social worker and registered play therapist. And today we're talking about building confidence in your kids. This is Parent Savers. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome, everybody, to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your online, on-the-go support group for parents with infants and toddlers. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks so much to our loyal listeners who join us every time a new episode is released and have probably heard this spiel a million million times times every time a new episode is released. (laughs) And also for those of you who continue the conversations with us on Facebook and Twitter, make sure to check out our Parent Savers app so you can listen to all the episodes wherever you go. That's an easy way to get it, but you can also listen to episodes online, as you know, or get them sent to you through whatever podcast program you used. Uh, Sunny, our head mommy at New Mommy Media. Is that still your title? Yeah, I think that was mommy? Mar- mommy in Charge is mommy what I in gave charge? myself. And I titled M-I-C? myself. Um, <laughs> M-I-C? M-I-C C-E-O. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at N-E-W Mommy. <laughs> Just made it up in a jingle. Um, anyway, tell us more about our virtual uh, panis program and yes. ways people can participate. Yeah, so we love it when our listeners participate in the show. And I usually highlight a couple segments that you guys can participate in, but you guys can check that out on the website. If you go to newmommymedia.com and go to the Parent Savers section, and on that page you'll see a section for segments. Click on that and you can see the different ways you can submit um, for the show. Um, I want to talk about story ideas because we're we're in the process now of planning uh, different ideas for Parent Savers. Um, we're on episode 135 now for Parent Savers, which is awesome. But we want to hear from you as far as what what episodes do you want to know more about? You know, um, what topics? Uh, you know, are people talking about online? You're like, what's that? Like, you know, let's learn a little bit more about that. So I would love for you guys to email us those ideas. That's a great way to get involved. Also, we're kind of expanding um, our panelist program. The people that we feature on the shows, the moms and dads that come on the shows and talk, and uh, we are going to be changing up our format a little bit um, in the coming weeks. We are actually switching from recording in a studio environment where we are now to everybody recording straight from their own computers. Technology has evolved in the last Mm -hmm. four years since we started Parent Savers. And so now the technology is there to be able to do that and do it well and keep up the quality, which I'm really excited about. And this opens up the opportunity for for people all over the world, really. As long as you have an internet browser um, and you can click on a link, you can join our conversation. And so um, we still need to structure it and have certain people participate in certain shows, but um, we want to hear from you. If, If that sounds like something you want to be, you know, part of, and you'd like to join us on a show, um, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can go to our website, and there's a lot of information on the site about how to become a parent that's involved in our shows. And uh, yeah, just reach out because it's fun. We have a lot of fun on the show. So 
Yeah, I always tell people that we're a national podcast, but now I think we yeah, need to say that we're a global, global podcast. Global. global. Just blow their minds. It is, but it is great to have you guys participate. And yes. So as we talk about, there's going to be four people in the conversation today, and one of them is participating remotely. We've got Jules joining us from Seattle, Washington. So hi, Jules. Will you tell everyone Hello. a little about yourself? Hi there. I am – well, I'm I'm in Seattle. I've been here about 10 years with my husband, and we have five-year-old – got to say this the right way or come out backwards. We have five-year-old triplet girls. Two are identical. One is fraternal. And uh, being new parents, we're sort of figuring all of this out as we go. <laughs> I love that five-year-old is still new parents. I know it is. Well, because <laughs> right. of, yeah, but I mean, in, in you're going through everything for the first time. Previous experience before this. I yeah. know a lot of people who have hung out with babies or loved babies as a kid. I didn't even babysit in high school. So I'm like, I'm so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither, Jules. You and me, okay. never no, babysitters. We're okay. the only people on the planet, I think. But you and me, <laughs> sister. <laughs> no, but yeah, I think that's the beauty of parent savers is that you know we're all learning and going through it. And so even if you have older kids, five year old seems really old to someone that only has an eighteen month old. Yes, for example. <laughs> yes, right? you're a pro. You are an old pro, <laughs> right? But then we're yeah. still feeling like listen, this is our first time through. We don't know right. what's going on. So I, I'm a total expert on years one through five with my kids. So right, yeah. Yeah. that's right. the key. With, yeah, right, with, with my kids. kids. <laughs> well, great. Well, welcome. I'm glad you could um, call in and join us. Um, so my name's Johner. We have three boys. Uh, they are nine, seven, and four. Um, so definitely getting older. It used to be like when I I remember doing this, and they were like five, three, and one, I or know, like four. No. And so we've been doing this for a bit. But three boys club. Um, and so I live here in San Diego, and among other things, like to hang out with Sunny and do parent savers. <laughs> um, Sunny, go, Sunny, go ahead. All right. So I'm the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces this show as well as a bunch of other podcasts that you can check out on our website. But it's all geared towards um, parents with um, young kids. And so um, have a lot of fun doing that. I have four kids of my own. And um, my oldest is five, a boy named Sayer. And then I have a three-year-old son named Urban. And then I have twin girls. They're identical, um, Ainsley and Addison. And they are just over two years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you told me you were pregnant with them. Yeah. And you didn't even know it was twins yet. And yeah. Then, no, I know, right? Because they missed it. That whole journey. I don't know, yeah. Jules, if you had that. Yeah. It seems like whenever they go to, you know, say how many babies you have, they, they seem to mess it up. messing it up with us. The question we always get is, how soon did you know? Oh, like yeah. It was some sort of giant surprise for us. So we're like, no, we knew it six weeks. Oh. <laughs> See, I should have known at eight weeks, and then they said, "Oh, it's just one baby," and I I didn't know to ask for more than one baby. So <laughs> and then I I went to my first trimester screening, and um, of course, my husband wasn't there. Nobody was there with me. I thought this was oh a routine gosh. appointment, and wow. and um, they, and they didn't even know they were giving me news. They're just like, "Oh, a twin appointment." I like I didn't schedule you for a twin appointment. I'm like, "Excuse what? me, <laughs> excuse <laughs> me." Sonographer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Crazy story in itself. That but is yeah. Funny. yeah. And then we're also joined um, by our expert today, uh, Laura Christofferson Selnar. So, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little about yourself and your kids. So, kid situation. Kid. That's what I was saying. Kid situation. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> nice save. I totally missed that. Because I'm lying. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, I am. I, let's see. I have an 18 month old. So, um, I have been um, working with children in capacity of being a home visitor, a 
play therapist for something like 10 years. All right. Well, welcome. I think we'll have a great conversation today about building confidence in your kids. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so before we kick things off with our episode today, we'd like to talk about some headlines. And this one, I thought, John, or I thought you were, we would really like this one. I, so I bet I will. I, I've heard one word <laughs> in it, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> okay, so the word you're probably thinking of is beer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the headline. All right, so it says, A brewer's beer featuring a baby on the label now has official approval of in Michigan. So th- this, this brewery is called Founders Brewery. Company, I believe. They have a breakfast stout, and the label was pulled in August, and it um it because it had a picture of a baby on it. Okay. And so it was replaced with an empty chair and a note with a, a child that says, uh, left the crib for a bit. And so, anyway, so everyone <laughs> kind of came out and was just like, why do you have a baby on the bottle? And then they came back and said, oh, we're going to replace it with this image of, you know, just an empty chair with a note that says the baby was going to be back or whatever it said. But then the, Wait, what were you going to well, say? Go ahead. Well, so who... That's okay. what I'm trying to figure okay, out. Okay, so people are saying, why would you put a baby on a bottle of beer? But why... They were, were fined. Wait a sec. The Grand Rapids Base Brewery was fined $300, and then it removed all bottles of the breakfast stout from its tap room. Then the state, I guess, came back. So, so they weren't pulled from the store shelves. Yes. Right. Founders now but, have okay from the state. But and why then, do people think it was inappropriate for there to be a picture of a baby Okay, on a but that, that's bottle. the question. Like, okay, so it's a baby and it's promoting alcohol. Is that somehow not appropriate? People well, were saying no, it's not appropriate because they to think have that, that a baby would see a picture of a baby. And I don't think say it's I that. I think it's just the it. association of babies and alcohol. Isn't aren't breastfeeding moms? As someone who produces a show called The yeah. Group, sometimes encouraged to drink beer. Not too? anymore. No, that's um, kind of a, that's ah, like one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no Guinness for our breastfeeding mamas. No. no, I mean it was something that they kind of promoted in the past, but have learned since. I mean, my reaction is that unless this was a picture of a baby that the family didn't give consent to use that baby, I don't understand it. And I'm not trying to say that in a flippant way. I. I don't think that the picture on the, like, I don't think fish are mad that they're on the Ballast Point beers here locally. Did you ask them? Yes. yes. <laughs> How do you know? Too. Um, and I don't have any promise of there being a fish in the bottle or anything like that. I think it's just. So a, here, okay. So, I mean, you guys can't see the photo, but like, I'll post a link on it to our Facebook page so you guys can see. But so it, it does make sense. Uh, it's called a breakfast stout. There's a picture of a baby eating a bowl of oatmeal. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of they're tying into breakfast. Mm, it's so yummy and all this kind of stuff. And so that's why they wanted to use the baby and kind of tie it in. And then, this, you know, people kind of were upset about it and they got fined. And then they came up with another label and the state came back and said, oh, just kidding. Got you can it. have the baby back. 
So I think they did a great as a, as a PR guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. People What's are your... talking about him. Oh, um, and listen, I see you're going to take that stance. Yeah, yeah I mean, as a PR, they did great yeah. with this label. It was a label that people took notice of. So you think it was intentional? People, no, I don't think it was intentional. I think that they're capitalizing on the fact that people had a problem with it. I don't think they when they put that on there, they thought anyone would have a problem with it. That's just totally a guess. But people did. I don't know. Maybe I'm a. Maybe I'm super conservative in my views, or maybe it's liberal. I don't know maybe which it's one it is. Because you're one. the president of a beer club. I am. But what do you – like, Jules, what do you think? Or Laura, what do you think? Do you think it's I weird? Think, gosh, having worked with a little bit of branding in my past, I, I think they absolutely knew they were what they were getting into when they did that. I think they did do it for shock value. Having not seen it, that's just my guess. Um, but I think it's also – the part of the problem would be the connotation that it's okay to drink around kids maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole other episode, and I'm not, (laughs) and that's not me like saying like to endorse, but I think that that is probably a a topic that there's probably a lot of strong thoughts on both sides of that issue. Um, Yeah, sure. But that's that's what I mean by it being a whole other episode. (laughs) I don't even know what I think about it. I'm kind of fascinated by it, thinking about like hmm, drinking in front of kids. That'd be a good topic to discuss. What do you think, Laura? Well, and I think just you know thinking about, I guess I was thinking of it as the perspective of. You know, someone who's thinking about having a baby, right? I'm just thinking about alcohol mm. exposure in utero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess maybe that's my social worker mind. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I like this right. idea, it, right? It kind of makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. a little bit, I think. I can accept that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we'll let you guys decide. Yeah. And, and I feel like this is probably an issue where a lot of people bring a lot of their own perspective and yeah. experience from it. And for some people, like I'm like oh, I don't get what the big deal is, but for others, I I absolutely can acknowledge why they would think it was a big deal. I'm yeah. glad that it seems to have worked out and that everyone's kind of reached a happy compromise. Or is that not where we are? Yeah, no. So I, I mean, I guess to, so. In we're the back States with the baby that... on the bottle, and pe- <laughs> yeah, the ba- the baby okay. is back on the bottle. That doesn't mean that you know everyone's okay with it, but the state gave them approval. Got it. Yeah. So take that. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. All right. Today on Parent Savers, we're getting ready to start a conversation about building confidence in your kids with Laura Christofferson-Selnar. Welcome. Thank you very much. So what are we talking about when we say confidence or high self-esteem in kids? So self-esteem and, and self-confidence are actually two different things. Okay. And they, they do often overlap. Um, but when we talk about self-esteem, we're um, referring to a person's um, feeling of worth. So it's how we see ourselves in terms of how we look, what we believe, what, what our thoughts and feelings are. So it's an overall kind of appraisal of who we are. Self-confidence, by definition, is a feeling of trust in one's abilities. Um, and so it's kind of a catch-all term that, um, you know, when we think of confidence, we think of you know, facing challenges head on, trying new things, putting ourselves in in, in uncomfortable situations, um, and that sense of that tenacity. If at first I don't succeed, try, try again, you know, or, um, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Um, <laughs> you know, when something doesn't go our way and, and we can't find a way that we're okay, we can find a way to be okay with that. 
so that's kind of what I, I think. And I think with confidence can lead to successful experiences. And that's what we want for our children, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then the other side of the coin is that successful experiences can lead to more confidence, you know? So for an example, coming here today, I have some confidence in public speaking. It wavers <laughs> back and forth, okay? <laughs> but, um, but that bit of confidence allowed me to say, okay, I'll give this going on parent, parent savers yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the, so now I'm having this new experience. So in, in this new experience, if I don't sell self-destruct by the end of this, <laughs> right? <laughs> then I will hopefully have a bit more confidence in moving forward and, and applying that to other areas of my life. So I think we can see how that could yeah. be applicable to children, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like be, being confident to put yourself in the situation to do more. To learn. And then yeah. it sort of, I'm sure there's some fancy word for it, like a cycle <laughs> that it goes, it feeds itself. Yeah. Um, right. To right. get more confident. And, you know, it may seem like an obvious question, but why do we want our kids to be so confident? Why is that what we're looking for? Why is it important? Well, I think when we think about, you know, trying new things, facing new challenges, um, we're thinking, you know, it's that concept of self-reliance, independence, autonomy. So those are things that just in our American culture are greatly valued. Mm -hmm. And our society is set up that way, right? So when children go to school, for example, they are expected to think on their own. And so maybe, you know, Timmy, you need to come up with an idea for a science project. And then if that project doesn't go as planned, we're expecting Timmy to then find some solutions. So he creates a solar system out of Play-Doh. He comes downstairs the next day and it's all dried up um, and in a million pieces. So what we want for Timmy is for him to go, okay, 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 I'll try again. Let me add water, right? So let me add water to the Play-Doh and see if that works. That doesn't work, right? Then we want, we still want, you know, Timmy, I think I can. I think I can. Okay. Timmy's going to start over. He's going to use some clay. He's going to make a solar system again. <laughs> and then he's going to be expected to get up in front of a class of peers or maybe in front of strangers at a science exhibit and speak about it. So all of this stuff takes a lot of confidence and and, you know, it's it's not all or nothing. You know, I think Timmy may be have a lot of confidence in that arena. But maybe when we go out on the playground, mm-hmm. he's he's more timid and making new friends or asserting himself. But, yeah, I think it's like as a parent, you just you just want to like you protect your child. You want to give them this armor mm-hmm. in this yeah. in this world where we're really kind of expected to have uh, quite a bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting to separate the confidence and the self-esteem and to think about them as being separate entities. Yes. Because Timmy can be on the playground and have a high sense of self-worth or what what he thinks about himself, but maybe not have the confidence or even vice versa. And so they, and so initially I was like, oh, it's weird that they're separate, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh Uh What I think about too then is kids that either are at some sort of confidence deficit or that for whatever reason don't have the confidence like do, do you see that in your work as a therapist or social worker as leading to problems I definitely see you know parents come in often and and say I want to help my child my get more confidence or more courage in in certain situations you know, maybe their child is timid when starting something new, going to a karate class for the first time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're having some insecurities, even in situations that they've gone through time after time again. You know, we've been to the bowling alley before. We've been with this group of friends before, um, but the child is having a, a hard time with it. So sometimes it can overlap with 
the child having anxiety or another mood disorder like depression or things. And then oftentimes, too, with um, I see a lot of families where there's some behavioral issues going on with their kids. And so sometimes it's like, which came first, right? Yeah. Um, a child who is maybe acting out a bit at school or high spirit and having trouble kind of fitting the mold at school, they know when we're when when we're kind of putting a target on them and going, let's let's fix this, let's make you different, right? So that can have an impact on how they feel about themselves. So both their self-esteem and their confidence. And then the other way around too, I think when when children are struggling with some of this self-confidence, some kids are going to shy away and be more timid. Some kids, a defense mechanism is just to act out more, right? If, mm-hmm. I'm not, if I'm feeling afraid to go up in front of the class, I don't want to speak in front of the class. And maybe I'm going to just act out. I'm going to start throwing spitballs or something <laughs> right. across the room to get a, the attention away from that other thing that I'm not comfortable doing. Yeah. But it's not – so it's all sort of tied together in different things. It's not necessarily that it's causing – a problem like it's not necessarily that lack of confidence is causing depression but that they might overlap i think there's yeah there can be an overlap yeah there. um and so you know what are ways to kind of improve some kids confidence or self-esteem and because i as i had been thinking about this episode i had them sort of tied together and now i feel like there's almost two prongs that we're looking at confidence and self-esteem and i i guess the title is confidence so should we should, we should focus on that one a little bit <laughs> we could change but i think the title. they're both i think they're both worth exploring <laughs> yeah for sure um, so let's talk about improving yeah. Um, confidence. Yeah, that's definitely something that a lot of parents come to me and they ask, how do I improve my child's um, confidence? And so I like to kind of compare building confidence in a child to growing a garden. So it seems kind of silly, but go with me here. <laughs> so um, so when you, if you want to grow a beautiful garden with all kinds of unique plants and flowers and herbs and vegetables, um, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be kind of a slow process and it's going to evolve in different ways, right? And there's going to be some times when as a parent you are, you know, um, uh, very thoughtfully watering the plants or very strategically planting seeds. And then there's also going to be times when you're just going on with your life and the um, garden is growing without you even even looking at the garden. So that's a great thing about, about this stuff is that, you know, it can take some intention on the parents' part, but it also um, is evolving on its own as well. But it's not fertilizing. <laughs> because, <yeah. laughs> or maybe in a matter of speaking, but not in the, not in the bad sense. Um, uh, Jules, what do you, have you seen a difference between your three girls in their confidence? Um, oh, definitely. And they all trade. But um, I would have to say the most obvious thing that's spring to my mind right now is we have uh, Ashley. Um, she's one of the identicals. And in new situations, like specifically when we started preschool, um, she tends to want to stay back and observe everything until she feels comfortable with whatever that new thing is. And so I would have to say that she has self-esteem, but probably not a lot of confidence um, because I'm kind of, it's a struggle that that we're working on. And uh, I think this will be really beneficial for us because logistically during the week, they're all with me unless they're at preschool and then they're all in preschool together. Well, we have always, since they were born, tried to instill a sense of individuality in all of them. We've never really dressed them alike. We try not to treat them the same. We have the same rules for everybody, but I can see that it has an impact on them and that they rely on each other, which can be a good thing and a bad thing because I can feel secure that they're watching out for each other. But at the same time, again, with Ashley, um, she can depend on her sisters to sort of plow the way for her. Right. And what you would, as a parent, like to see is 
her being a little more willing to step up without sitting back first. Right. right. Yeah, there is a lot of um, dependency on me for doing things. And I, I struggle to find that line where I can realize where they can do certain things for themselves, such as uh, like with Play-Doh. Are they able to open this bottle of Play-Doh? We had this this mm. issue today. Everybody was asking me to help, help them do their project rather than have them do it. That's where I'm drawing the lines. Right. Like, well, if, you, if you can't physically open a container, I will do that for you. But I'm not going to do your project for you. If that makes sense, does that apply? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, totally. And that's Start kids just pushing I'm, everything. I'm stay on topic, but <laughs> no, yeah, totally. My kids are afraid of like going upstairs sometimes, but sometimes it's just a ploy. I think, oh, I don't want to be oh, upstairs yeah. by myself, but like, yeah. dude, you're six years old. Uh-huh. You can go upstairs to your room uh-huh. and grab the shirt that you're not yeah. wearing now because it's you're shirtless because that's what kids do. They take, <laughs> um, and then like then so it becomes a little bit of a power struggle too. And so it's probably a difference between I'm not sure if he's lacking confidence or he's just trying to assert his control over you know mm-hmm. me going up there. Uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, so it's it's obviously a multifaceted issue. Let's um take a quick break here. Um when we come back let's we're gonna talk about some more tips to help your kids build confidence um and more. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about building confidence in your kids. So thanks again for joining us, uh, Laura. Let's talk a bit more about encouraging our kids with some tips on parents can say that, you know, maybe my kid, I don't think that Whitaker is confident enough in this situation or uh, whatever. So what are some ways that we can help kids out? So there's, oh, there's a lot of different uh, things that we can do um, to like intentionally help with self-confidence. So we'll talk about some of those. Um, I just want to mention really briefly, because I think it's important to note that the soil of the garden. Oh, yeah. Back to the garden. I'm totally fine <laughs> back going to back garden. to the garden. The soil of the garden is that, rela- that um, I mean, attachment. The relationship you have with your child, the connection, unconditional love, respect. That's kind of the foundation. You know, those are the things that are, are really going to help that, you know, the, the, the garden to flourish or whatnot. So, and so, and so really paying attention to all of those aspects as opposed to just saying, sit down on your knees and play with Whitaker. It's, but, but really focusing on some bigger aspects like respect, unconditional love. Yeah. Helps instill confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of the backbone, you know? And and so there's certain tips that, again, we can do, like we can, you know, we can try to intentionally help with some of the, the struggles. But just to know that it's those kind of concepts that seem kind of basic, but they're really important to a child having this instilled sense of feeling good about themselves in the world. So say them again for the soil so we can oh make boy. sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, boy. We, we had unconditional love. Unconditional love. So I love you no matter what. I don't. I love you no matter what you do, but I love you because of who you are. And so just thinking about the messages we're giving a child through our, not only what we say, but our nonverbals. Um, you know, are you giving your child the message that I just, I like to listen to what you have to say. Your opinions are important. So then let's talk about like some tips, like, yeah. um, you know, playing together with them is that a good thing to help or oh, you know, yes. where do you help us? Absolutely. And the, playing together, I mean, it builds upon that, the soil, which is that relationship. It strengthens your relationship. It helps the child feel good about themselves. But there's also strategic things you can do in the play to help your child gain 
sense of mastery, sense of like, I can do it. Okay. So, um, classic example. Um, I'll just put myself out there again. I'm going <laughs> to tell you about this struggle. We're, we're in the 18 month phase. So we're in the shape sorter phase right now. So my son goes to the shape sorter and I immediately am like, Oh gosh, here we go. Because it's, he's learning frustration tolerance. He's learning how to take the time to try things and, um, not throw them against the wall, right? So I ca- I have the triangle. I'm trying to fit it in the circle, and so as a parent, my inclination is to oh, the triangle goes in the triangle yeah. hole, right? <laughs> I just want to save him. I want to <laughs> rescue him because I know it's, oh, it's it leads to such frustration when he can't get it in. But if I, as a parent, can take a step back and go. Okay, this is good. He's practicing this confidence building stuff right now right. of right of trying to get the triangle in in the right hole. So that that's you know something we can do. Or, or I, I coach parents with preschoolers a lot. You know, the the child's building a building with magnet tiles and it mm-hmm. keeps falling over. And as a parent, we want to just rush in and go, oh, let's build it this way so it'll stand up straight. And I really try to help parents, you know, take those opportunities to just allow the child, just observe and kind of allow the child to keep trying. And you'll be amazed sometimes at how, you know, we'll sit there for 20 minutes and the child just keeps putting, it keeps falling and the child puts it back together again and it falls and it puts back together again and how much of that the opportunity to, yeah. for that child to like, gain some mastery right and to find some enjoyment in the doing and not so much the um result result yeah, yeah and what i found fa- what i found with my kids a lot is when they try something new they want to be good at it right away or they'll totally mm-hmm. flip their lid and have a temper tantrum yeah. right. but there are times like we went ice skating um over the holidays and we, for the first time, we took the four-year-old with us, put him on ice skates for the first time. And this was something that he really wanted to do. And I think there was probably some preparation involved. And he totally fell. But it wasn't – you know, we were expecting that he might fall and just be like – he'd be super mad because he's yeah. not a great ice skater right away. But he kept picking himself back up. And I think it's like oh, you talked cool. about that if they somehow – are able to see the task and are dedicated to it, then they can build the confidence. And by the end of it, he would actually be able to take some steps all on his own, like baby skating things. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's other times where he gets a new toy and within five minutes, it's not doing exactly Uh, what he wants and uh he just throws it across the room because he's so frustrated. And so I think that there's somehow, like how can we help position the activities? Is it a lot of preparation? Is it anything we can talk about what they're doing to help them see what a big deal it is? Do you mean like what do we say in those situations? Yeah, well, I mean like how come ice skating he was so oh. willing to to uh, uh-huh. use these tools uh-huh. but with like a new toy sure. he's like not willing to stick with it. He just wanted to do exactly what he wants. Yeah, so I think the ice skating provides such a nice activity to in the moment be acknowledging and praising his efforts and mm-hmm. the continuing, you know, getting up when you fall and trying yeah. again. And maybe later, since he is a little older, you know, reflecting back on that and and how was that for you? You just you kind of want to build. That's such a great strength that he has. So he has it. Uh-huh. It's just hard to apply. It's hard for all of us to apply to all the other situations, right? We need help sometimes in applying it to other situations. But maybe you can. I mean, maybe it was a matter of expectations, and like he was really ex- like talking about it. And I think we prepared him a little bit that it was going to uh, be really hard. Yes. Um. And so his expectations were appropriately set as yeah. well for what was happening. Yeah, the preparation can help a lot. So yeah. yeah, especially if you know yeah, if you know your child struggles with the toy, maybe setting them up and prepping them before they yeah. begin playing with the toy. And you know, it, it might be frustrating. And if it's frustrating, maybe there's a way we can work together to find a, right. a solution. Um, um I read another interesting tip about using kids' names helps build their confidence. Have you heard about that? I 
sure. And so what it was is just hearing their name was building confidence in themselves. Well, I know when adults have conversations, and I do this in business a lot, I like to, when I'm talking to someone on the phone, I like to use their name a lot because I feel like it, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but it lets them know that I know who they are. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just speaking blankly to somebody. I like to use their name so they know that I'm truly in a conversation with them. And so, I don't know, maybe that builds a little bit of confidence. I like it when people talk to me and address me by my name and, you know... Even in the course of doing a show or something says, oh, well, so, you know, Sonny said this. Word. I don't know. I like hearing my name. Yeah. There's something to that. Yeah. And for a kid to hear it really right. sort of affirms right. them as an individual, independent Right. They're know, part being. of the conversation. They're like you would an adult. You know, you're including them and That's making them part of it. Yeah. yeah. And not in a condescending Whitaker. No. <laughs> it's all about inflection, really. <laughs> right. Well, and uh, also, you know, a tip that I like to use a lot now is body positioning that we put ourselves in. So there's a, a book. Amy Cuddy has a book, Presence, Bringing Your Boldest Self to Your Biggest Challenges. And this is so cool. So her and her team of researchers found that your thoughts and feelings impact your body language. But what their team of researchers found was that our body language also directly impacts our brain chemistry and our thoughts and feelings. So she talks about how when you put yourself in a powerful position, like putting your hands up in, in the air like in a Y, right? Mm-hmm. Or standing, the, you know, the Wonder Woman pose with your hands on your hips, that they actually found that it lowered cortisol in the brain, so the stress hormone, raises testosterone, which is, helps us to feel powerful huh. and changes our thoughts and feelings and makes us feel more comp confident (laughs) so and you can do that with kids and so like with kids you can even like put a cape on them and you're a superhero that really does do wonders probably in your house too (laughs) with three boys i know with my my boys love it and we actually for christmas we got them all these different kind of super you know superhero like he's got the shield from captain america and then it's like the helmet from this guy and whatever and they feel invincible when they wear this stuff Jules, put your hands on your hips right now. I'm doing it right now. And I got to say, I'm ready. To, I'm feeling like a powerful podcast host right now. I, actually work, I apparently do that quite a lot because the, oh. the girls were copying me for a while there. <laughs> With the hands on the hips? Yes, the hands ah. on the hips. Oh, cool. That's funny. All right. So we, but so let's say that we've got – we've built this great garden. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 listen, I got it. I'm going. So we've got it. this great garden yes. that we've built, right? Yes. And we've tended to it. Mm-hmm. But things happen that are outside influences. There's mm-hmm. a big windstorm. There's mm-hmm. a big, you I know, rainstorm. No. So like, totally. you know, we can control our garden only so much, but yeah. then the weather. And so that might be outside influences. Maybe they go yeah. to school or their preschool or something happens. So mm-hmm. what can we do to help our help our kids or help our garden when it's not in our control? Right, right, exactly. Are there anything, tools that like we can provide or things we can help our kids to, you know, I mean, maybe that body posture is a great tip. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, absolutely. Yes, and I think part of it is helping your child to, let me use the example of, you know, you have a kid who's, let's say you're talking about preschool. Yeah. So child is is struggling in preschool. Um, Maybe they're learning through, like we were talking about before, they're not necessarily fitting the mold of being able to sit on the carpet during circle time or they're taking toys from other kids and things like that. Um, And so a lot of times 
other kids start to pick up on the energy from yeah. the teacher, <laughs> um, right? And so, you know, you walk in to pick up your kid from preschool and it's like, Billy, just seeing all the kids run up to you. Billy took the toy from me and Billy wasn't staying on the carpet, right? And so that has an impact on Billy. And so sometimes we tell kids, you know, we often tell kids, you know, you made bad choices, but that doesn't mean you are a bad kid. But kids have a really hard time separating that. And we do too, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we have something that happens, uh, happens that we're we're unhappy with, we can take it on to, you know, um, things don't, you know, I get tongue tied on the podcast today and I go (laughs) home and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And I'm a terrible public speaker. (laughs) And I also should just quit my career and mail it all in. So, (laughs) so I'm just saying it's really easy to get in that thought process. And, um, I, you know, I have at least the coping mechanisms and the tools to kind of flesh it out and say, okay, that was just a, you know, I wasn't, you know, I've never done that before. I have to give myself a break. And so we really have to help kids kind of flesh that out too. Like to, kind of mirror to them that you are a good person and I love you and we're we're struggling with some things here. Yeah. And and give them the tools. And I think that – so it sounds like a little bit of like modeling good behavior too for the kids. Um, And also the soil. I go back to the soil too. I like – I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, at the beginning that, you know, the way to weather the storm is to make sure you got strong roots. Bam! Yeah! Oh, <laughs> we're still on the gardening thing for you all you green thumbs out there. <laughs> um, I love it. But I think, too, like, it's just, it's part of it is there is no easy answer. Like, we can't protect our kids from all of the hits it's going to take, you know, all yeah. of the, the inclement weather that's going to happen. It's like, we, we want to, but, you know, it's... Um, they are their own person and they're going to they're going to they're going to fall on tough times and they're going to take hits to their esteem and their confidence. Right. And but the more that we can just sort of prepare them and give them experiences and the totally. tools and yeah. not put the triangle through the hole for them. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully this will help us all build a little more confidence in our kids. I was thinking it's it's interesting as we were talking. I was thinking a lot about one particular kid with all that and the separation of the um, choices and you're not a bad person because like what a girl makes – I think I said was saying his name. He'll make some bad choices and I'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk to him and he'll just tie it into like I can't – he really internalizes that that's just who he is. Right, right. And then like I know, I know he's a good kid but yeah. I saw him try to trip a kid on second base the other day playing baseball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like what's going on? What's that decision about? And mm-hmm. to think that he can't separate the two, yeah. that that's just is who he's feeling as part of who he is, is uh, – we gotta do some work mm-hmm. on the on the soil. Sorry, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anything else you'd like to add, or Jules? Anything on the phone? Yeah, I, I got a lot of work in that area too. <laughs> I, I am an enabler. I know it about myself, and I I I know that we spend a lot of time doing everything as a unit. And I'm we've been talking for a while about whether or not it'd be a good idea to put them in different activities, sports wise, right? So that they have something that's all just about them because they're so used to having to share us and our attention that it, it must, and going back to the whole using their names specifically, it's got to be hard to feel like you're just lumped in together with your sisters. Constant, yeah, constantly as one of that group. Oh my gosh. But there's also so much benefit in having such a strong family unit. So I think you're being hard on yourself. I think, I think you're going back to just, yeah, trying to find that balance as long as you're yeah. trying yeah. and working on it. Yes. I mean- Yep. Obviously, nobody's 
perfect. Right. Except Sonny. Oh, <laughs> boy. I've never this thing from perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you, Laura. And thank you, Jules, uh, dialing in remotely. Thank um, you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Parent Savers today. Uh, for more information or if you want to learn more about Laura, you can visit our website at newmommymedia.com. And we'll continue the conversation, actually, for members of our Parent Savers Club after we're done with some bonus content, talking a little more about confidence and some of our experiences with confidence when we were young kids. All right, Parent Savers, you know we love to get mail from our listeners. And so usually whenever I do get mail, I usually read it on the show. So this one comes from Rebecca, and I really do appreciate what she had to say. So Rebecca says, hey, Parent Savers, I just wanted to thank you for your episode on family game night ideas. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but um, I don't know, maybe it was a couple months ago now. We did an episode on uh, different games that you can do with your family and the importance of family game night just kind of hanging out with your family and having a good time. So this is the episode she's talking about. She continues. She says, it was really fun to hear about some of the games that worked in your homes and why your kids like them so much. We have been inspired to try some of those games in our own home and even start our own family game night once a week. Thanks for all you do. Well, I want to thank you for sending this, and it is so nice to hear from our listeners and to get the positive feedback. Honestly, you guys, it's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us producing these great episodes of Parent Savers for you. So thanks so much. I would love to hear what you guys think of the show and how our episodes have helped you. So please send me an email. You can do so through the New Mommy Media website. You can also send us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. All you have to do is go to newmommymedia.com, click on that gray banner on the side that says send voicemail, and you can actually use the microphone on your computer and send it that way so you never have to pick up a phone. That wraps up today's episode of Parents Airs. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed, and Twin Talks for Parents and Multiples, and of course, Newbies, our newest show for those going through it for the first time. Okay, everyone put your hands on your hips. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is thing. Parent Savers, empowering <laughs> new, new parents. parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.